Welcome back to the Charles Welcome Ergen back. Experience. Ah. Careful, Kelbell's hot. It's hot. It's Careful. Hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, Good to see you. Welcome back so Thanks, soon man. as well. So we did one on Saturday. After. Today is Monday. Can't keep me away from but the gym. the fans have questions. Do they? Remember to like and subscribe, everybody. Whoa, this looks like it's very loud. Anyway. It's looking good. It is looking good. It's Remember, like, so subscribe, good. YouTube, Spotify, top left-hand corner. If you're listening on Spotify, rate that right now. Subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. If you're watching this on TV, go on your phone, subscribe. Or you can even do that on the remote. You can click like. Do all that now. Buy DVDs. Yeah, buy buy DVDs. DVDs. Buy, yeah. That leads me nicely into my next question, which is... Yeah. Uh, so, someone asked about high-stepping. Let's just get straight into the jiu-jitsu, eh? Let's go. Whilst I'm advertising the DVD. Someone Let's asked about high-stepping and that sort of stuff. Yeah, with someone's in your half-guard. And someone else asked about self-framing. Self-framing is in the new DVD, Sloppy Seconds. Oh, okay. High-stepping. Like, with all these questions? Defending that is in the, new, is in the old DVD, Half Butterfly, and the new DVD, some portions of it. Great. So you can find that there. Great. What an, what a, what an advert that was. I'm That's great. I'm sure I will make a lot of money from that. If I was an avid listener and I was sending in questions about those topics, I would go, I'm going to buy that DVD. And I would watch Actually, that DVD. maybe. I would be like, Actually okay, fair. that makes sense. I've heard him answer it on the podcast because we'll probably answer a bit later. Oh, yes. And then you go, it's going to be in the DVD. And you go, oh, you go, it's in the DVD. And you go, mm, maybe I'll buy that DVD. Yeah. And you go, oh my God, BJFNX also Hold has on. a sale. Yeah, that's, I might as well that's buy that. how logic would... And if you get the, the app, Honey, it'll give you a discount code. Anyway. Great. What yeah, a time we've had. Grime on Honey. Man. Honey? Yeah. Big fan. It will give you discount codes, for, especially for BJJ Fanatics. It's always running discount codes. Anyway, get the DVD. Get the fucking DVD. Get the fucking questions out. Get the DVD. Let's get buy straight the, into it. In fact, buy the DVD, whether or not it's on the daily deal. Because either way, there's plenty of value. Plenty. plenty of value. Think about it. One private is like, expensive but the dvd is cheap yeah the dvd is hours of fun one private is barely fun at all <laughs> all right then uh let's start with a question that you would like to answer give it to me uh if you are between two weight divisions do you think it's better to cut down or bulk up oh, I, I, I don't oh. know i don't know <sighs> Fuck. Oh, I, thought this, I thought i was gonna like this question between the weight two weight divisions it yeah. depends how much you need to cut uh, so let's say he's like halfway between. Let's say he wants to do between 77 or 88. I'd be like, and he weighs 80 kilos. Push to no, 88. Not even, 82 kgs. Uh, yeah, it depends very if much. You, that's the, what you did. You were at, the, se you were at 78, 79. Yeah. yeah, I was like 81-ish. I'd push. Because 81 you, I would push, but 79 I'd go down. 79 go down. Eight, if you're over the 80s, go up. Yeah, and also depends how good your weight cutting is. If you're, if you're, same day. Th this is the main thing. If you're very same day, also still. If you're still fun, it's not same day. If Eight you're days. very good at cutting weight and you know cutting weight is easy for you and it doesn't affect your performance, then that may be a good option for you. That. Or if you don't have much an idea of how to cut weight effectively and it ruins your energy and you think it's gonna uh, take away from your performance. You should invest time into putting on weight and go to the bigger division. Yeah. I highly recommend you do that. Definitely, if it's same day, I would not cut large amounts of weight. No. What way. was it? Three percent. Three percent. Three percent. Three. No more than three percent of your body weight for, that for is same your day answer. weight. Yep. 
That is an easy answer. If it's same day, no more than 3%. Because then you can cut... next day, be, no more than? Uh, he said up to 6 to six to 8%. Wow. Up to 6 to 8%. And that's professionals. That's, that's the top cream of the crop. tier yeah. professionals. The 6 to 8%. Of your body weight. Great question. Yeah. So just a quick reminder, how can you lose 3% of your body weight in one week for same day weigh-in? You reduce, assuming that you already have a high carbohydrate diet and a high fiber diet being over 30 to 40 grams per day, you would start reducing carbohydrates down by 50%, perhaps more, at the start of the week. Then with two days to go, you would reduce fiber down significantly as close to 5 to 10 grams. You're not going to get zero, but between 5 and 10 grams. Get that down. It's going to be hard to shit, but you'll get all that fight. You just won't have as much stores in your gut. And then don't reduce salt. Just do that. Carbs and fiber, that's it. It will be hard to shit, though. It will be, yeah. It'll be uncomfortable, but you'll get done. Yeah, fair play. Hard shit's hard. Yeah. All right. Do you train cardio outside of BJJ sparring? And if so, what sort of work do you do? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I should be more consistent with it each week. Assault bike. I I should as well. That would be great. Yeah. But it's, right now, uh, it's just a bit long. It's a bit long to do it's right now. But, it's, but that kind of leads into the nasal one. We had a nasal question. Have yeah. Has the nasal breathing affected you nicely? I have. It's affected me. It's affected me a lot. Uh, I started reading a book called Breath. Thank you. By uh, James Neston. How's it spelled? James Neston, Breath. Yeah, okay. Uh, It's an excellent book. I recommend you get it. What he talks about is why breathing through your nose is important, which we already discussed on one podcast for performance, but for actual overall health. Do you know they did this study where they plugged, they did this study like I think 50 years ago. They got chimps put things in like uh, silicone plugs in their nose so they actually couldn't get them out. Yeah, and left them in there for two years, and their whole face—so they could only mouth breathe. Their whole fra- facial structure changed. Their teeth changed. They got fucking like really bad health. Blood pressure went through the roof. Like Makes sense. mouth breathing is like really bad for you. I notice it most in the morning. You wake up, one nostril's blocked. If you start mouth breathing, that nostril's gonna stay blocked, fella. Yeah, you better, you better work that nostril what, early. What he's literally saying is literally, literally. What he what he's saying is Oops. the the tissues in your nose. It's actually erectile tissue, same as the same. Yeah, this, no, really, it's same like tissues that's on like nipples, penis. But this kind of podcast. This is the best podcast ever. If you don't use it, you lose it. They they will get they will grow stronger, bigger, and have a hypertrophy effect if you can constantly so you can breathe in your nose. Make gains from sucking in air. Yeah, we should do get, sessions. Get the book Breath. It's very good. I recommend you read it. It's a nice book. It will help you understand why nasal breathing is important. What about living in London compared to living in the countryside? How is that going to affect my cardio? Clean air. Is in, that what you're asking? I quite like London's air. Yeah, but your, really no, your nose is a good filtration system anyway. Is it that good though? Yeah. What about when you're on the tube and the central lines come in and you, you smell cigarettes from down the street? I don't know, mate. Right, just say that then. If you don't know, you don't have to lie to him. No, it's true, I don't know. Yeah, all right, we'll cut that. But the question was, how does it affect your performance? You go first. Well, yeah, I just find like at the end of the round, I'm not feeling like I want to rest. I'm more feeling like, ah, you know, I wish wish that I'd go longer so I could could continue working, you know? So it just keeps you more even 
uh, sort of like energy expenditure throughout the rounds. Mm. Sometimes you got to rest more, but that's okay. That's part of the acclimatization to the uh, the nasalness. I feel like it's gassed me out. I've started doing it in jiu-jitsu now, which is big for me because I'm like a big BPM session. Like get the cardio yeah, up. Yeah. Um, I did it all today, all nasal breathing, very hard. But with a gum, yeah, it's hard. And yeah, a gum shield, yeah. It's hard also to remember because sometimes you'd be nasal and then someone will do a big mistake and you'll just have to, you know, <sighs> scramble. And then you realize, fuck, I'm nasal breathing. I mean, mouth breathing, cunt. Got to yeah. get back to it and then you nasal breathe again. Yeah, I, I think it's a... I think it's a bit of a game changer. I'm a big fan of it. I like it. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. Shout out. Oh, cardio as well. I'd recommend people do at least one cardio session a week. Shout out Mark McQueen. He does like two. He does a 30 minute row and a interval row. Shout out Mark McQueen. Okay, so to answer another question that would come, okay, if you do the extra cardio, what would you do? I'd recommend doing a long piece and then a shorter interval piece. So a long piece could range from 20 to 40 minutes because you want to hit that like zone two, zone three cardio, which is a sustained effort at a pace that's hard to make conversation at. That is really good for your heart, lungs, and building your aerobic capacity. And then you want to do some short, sharp interval stuff working from anywhere between, let's say 20 seconds up until, I don't know, a minute to 90 seconds. With some rest. We did that. Yeah, we do that. Fuck the 90 seconds one. Anyway, give me some jits questions that I can answer. Give me okay, some all right. Yeah, yeah, go on. That would be quite funny, actually. Uh, tutorial on how you did the back step from half guard in the next story, please. Go on, answer it then. Go on. Oh, the back step with Sandro. Actually, yes. That was the back step. You're going to teach me that. Yeah. So go on, give us a tutorial. What I'm going to do, I'm going to load, let him load his weight on top of me. Haven't you had the knee shield here? Yep. No? Yeah, all right. Unhook the leg. Butterfly hook, but yeah, we'll allow. Yeah, sorry. It's a butterfly hook. I sorry. So, sorry, everyone. It's, yeah. a, it's a butterfly hook. Going to load his weight. And what I'm going to do, we actually did this position today. I am Who's going showing to... It? Joe. Negamon. Nice. I'm going to pull his weight. It's but It can be faster if you answer it. You go. Right. <laughs> buy my DVD. That's exactly how you do it. Buy my DVD. In fact, buy the... The, the half butterfly one. Give us a test. Nah, right, go on, go on. I'll give you a little Go on, because it's a really easy one. Yeah, you get the lat grip. You load them over the top. It'll probably be this side. So yeah, you get the lat grip. Let's say we're doing it that side. Load them over the top of you. Use your free hand to push the leg so your head goes between their legs and you catch that secondary leg. With and that's grip. the grip that you see in the, in the thing. But on the Sandro one specifically, he was going for his fucking DAS, right, which he always goes for. And he was like overhooking my... my elbow so i pulled my elbow back and he pulled himself over the top of me and only then did i switch to the lat and that is how you're gonna get dust if you go with sandro's that you'll be too gung-ho i see it happening already you'd be too gung-ho right he'll have the he'll have the overhook and you'll be like yeah fuck it i'll go anyway no no you gotta get rid of that overhook make him at least be leaning forward and then you go for your lat grip last second and then obviously catch the other leg yeah, yeah. patience really well not patience just Get rid set of the- up and then go rather than just go rather than although if you go hard and fast enough anything will work <laughs> bit of sarcasm Good that. advice yeah no no it's a fact it is a fact how how to counter high stepping that is the worst spelling ever uh how well to counter high stepping how to counter high stepping with one p one p oh how 
H-O-W-W-W. Anyway, yes. how to counter yeah. high-stepping. K-guard, fella. K-guard. K-guard is my answer. That's it. Because they can't really step around you if you've got the K-guard. You know, they're already high up. You've got them where you want them. So K-guard is my answer. Try to use K-guard. And for all the other people that asked about high-stepping, also use K-guard as a defense. There it is. There it is. Get better Otherwise, at K-guard. You can, you can wrestle up as well. You can do like opportunistic wrestle-ups, but... Then you risk getting, you know, your back exposed. You risk getting... Because they've got the height, right? You're wrestling up. You've got the double leg. You're just... If you're not that sort of fella where you, you want to go into deep waters, then probably don't do a wrestle up. Okay. There we go. Cool. We'll move on. How much doms is too much doms? Um, where it's just excruciating to do any, everything. So like, let's say what, how you're going to get doms is if you're new to, new to training or if you do a new exercise... Let's start with being new to training. Don't push too hard to start with. Build, learn the proper technique. Build your way up. Let's say if you've come back from training or if you start a new exercise, don't do it, go too crazy on it. You want If you go, fuck yeah, I'm going to really give this a good good crack. And let's say you get to set two and you're like, oh, my legs are fucked. I'm going to be so sore. Then you go, fuck it, I'll do set three. You're going to be absolutely fucked. <laughs> absolutely. See that happening. Yeah. Fucked. If you're well rested and you come in after a while and you think you're gonna yeah I'm gonna fucking tear this apart you get to set two and you're like I'm fucking sore but fuck it let's go for set three that's the moment you know you're gonna be the very more sore. you send it so yeah you've got to so in short the doms is determined at the time of doing the weights not afterwards yeah sometimes when you're doing the weights you're like God I know I'm gonna be sore after this and like if you'll know that feeling when it happens because you're already starting to feel a little bit sore you'll be shaking. Yeah, and like that's what's going to give you the really fucked up doms. For just normal doms, you could just push a hard session and be like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And if you're working out regularly, you may get a little bit of doms. Usually when you change exercise, it's called novel gains because it's a new stimulus. Novel. So you'll get some doms, but it shouldn't be excruciating. If you do have excruciating doms, I just recommend you get on, just do some cardio, move. You want to move. Not stretch. Get the blood flow. Get the blood flow going. Get Perhaps try another flowing. workout. Try and do some of that same movement. Get the blood flowing. Exactly. Yeah, get the blood flowing. Go. Next one, I yeah. I get what you're saying. As in, okay. as in next one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me a Jets question. I'll fucking I'll answer Okay, go on then. When to play seated versus supine. Do you know what supine means? On your back. I.e. half butterfly versus butterfly. I don't know the answer to that. Give it to me. Well... I was thinking about this when I saw the question earlier. It's to do with their posture, I would say. Like, let's say someone's just walking in. They can walk in standing up tall, or they can walk in. Also, if someone's on... What if they're on knees? What if they're on knees, hunting, staying low, hunting for a body lock? Then I would definitely sit up and keep my head forward. It depends. If they're actually like... If you can... So, it depends on their weight. If they're like super heavy and they're not committing anything, i.e. they're being negative, then I would definitely play butterfly guard. And so it's depending how negative they are. If they're super negative, then you go heisting and butterfly guard. If they're like Sandro, who's not negative, he's on the knees, but he applies weight forward, then you can just kind of counter. Sometimes Sandro will just try and not try and not get subbed for a round, for example, and then I have to play butterfly and heisting. For those fellas who don't know who Sandro is, Sandro's a big, big, big Georgian fella, yeah. 100 plus kgs, very yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... That's it. If he's if he's planning on not getting subbed, you've got to do butterfly and uh, and what's it called? And basically, the more height you have, the more able to be aggressive you are. So 
So if you're lying in a half butterfly guard, it's good when there's negatives awarded because they're always going to give the top player negatives. Yeah. And they kind of forces them to engage on, on you. But if it's a sort of sub only format and you're just lying there in half butterfly, they might have more opportunities just like picking off your legs from far back. So it might be better to sit up and play butterfly. Also, let's say if someone's constantly trying to leg lock you, I might just sit up and play butterfly guard so that they don't get your feet because then you're, you know, your hands are protecting your feet. So every time they try and grab, grab your feet with their hands, you yeah, can get their hands. And if they grip. try and get their feet inside your legs, you get their legs. There you go. Nice. Fantastic. Now you answer. Same. I'll do the same. You thing. were going to say that. Yeah, that's what I was going right. to say. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'll get another one for you. Yeah. Tips for body lock slash who's got the best body lock instructor? You love to body lock. You loved to body lock. I want to get better, better at it. I was practicing it today. I can get a good body lock pass, but I, there's still, I think I'm going to look at the Nikki. Well, I'm going to ask you some when we do privates, but I think I'm also going to probably get the Nikki Rod body lock passing. I, I struggled. No. Get the golden one. Okay, I'll do that. Get the yeah. golden one, fellas. Get the golden one. Yeah. Better I mean, the golden one. That's the one. I watched, his, I watched his YouTube one. Um, I think I just need to keep practicing, but what I think I guess like a good point that he said that was very useful for me, you'll already know this, but with the grips, so like yeah. finger grips, and you can just constantly upgrade your grips or change your grips depending on the scenario and how close you want them. So yeah. say like I've got finger grips here. If I'm like, okay, I can get actually get a bit closer and I want to pass even tighter, I'll go palm to palm, tighter elbow squeeze. Adjusting the grips. Adjust, adjust grips is important. Punch the elbow down. That's going to allow you a bit more room to get your leg over. That's what I feel like the Gordon one would show more of. More details. Yeah. Changing the grips. Body lock is just... It helped me a lot today, to be fair. Elbow Cha- Changing the grips, elbow clamping, getting the leg out. Also, like... You Most can you time, can get the lockdown, get the hamstring, keep the hamstring tight as well. There's options where if they try and put you on lockdown, get the hamstrings oh, on. Yeah, don't tra- let him. Trapping their leg. Love it, love it. What's yeah. the original question about body locking? Yeah, who's a good one to tips on body lock passes? Oh, I would say to body lock with open hands, right? Because most of the problem people have with body locking is the flexibility to step over that knee. Yeah. Yeah. So get that. if you have... S grip you're going to be more hunched over so your knee will have less mobility mm. and if you have open hands then you can sit back on sit back to your right side like a chair sit let's say you're trying to step over yeah on that's what I did today I had, I had a palm to palm it was way easier yeah well you got to let go just let go of everything oh and just, just hold just hold with a, a grip here put their knee behind your lat and just like crunch and uh. then do a chair sit on your right side and that Chair sit will give you the mobility to move your knee over the top okay. rather than staying on both knees. Okay. There you go. Wow. We so, can annotate. So you, you, you get that, then you upgrade the grip and that nah, technically I, Ideally, it would be like an, someone small enough that I can do it with an S grip. But most of the time, if they're your size, it'll be a tight waist and then the other one will just be hugging their thigh with their knee behind your lap and then you'll just lean back the knees away from their chest and the ability and to then get the knee yeah. come over and you don't lean back square you lean back seated chest so you can, yeah so you can swing that got it that's a fucking good tip sick and what they're going to do most of the time is post on your hip at that point and at that point you can take your near side underhook and pass uh, the guard that's also a big key people get to that body lock position say they've, they've got they've got their knee over mm. they've got the head on the other side they're like okay people always reaching for the cross face when someone's cross hip posting but buddy it's not there under underhook the near side fam. so good so good you told me that's that a while crazy. ago tried that's to get did you try tried a big dave doesn't work on big dave mm, it does not for me it takes a long time 
it's a lot of like slow progression <coughs> followed by a big bridge and if you if you fo follow it correctly you'll land in a nice position got it but most of the time you don't i'll try you again sent away. i'll keep trying it all right did you get this jacked charles with only two hours weights per week honest question um it didn't actually say your name but did i get this yeah what a compliment thanks so much no worries man uh you did yeah you did it was a bit more than two hours per week but yeah yeah it was 70 minutes each session yeah for and weights now, now it's like an hour and a half per well because christian osbeck comes in and it's just fucking maybe it was more intense before less rest <clears throat> maybe no no because we always had the stopwatch i feel like we do more exercises now yeah we got more stuff available in this room for sure but uh, even like we used to not do accessories at the end of the accessories. Not as much, no. Because yeah. we'd, like, we'd spend time talking about technique, learning technique, refining things. There you go. Um, but yeah, you did. That's how you, you, you only that did two sessions it. a week. Yeah. For, for all my guys, actually, for, for all the athletes that you see who are jacked on my Instagram and the stories, shout out Big Harry. He's fucking huge. And <laughs> he, he only does one session strong per week. Strong too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's quite strong as well. He only does one session per week. That's it. That's nuts. Yeah, but he is training every day. And that's what people forget. Like, mm. it's, you can't compare. You are a professional athlete. You, you train every single day, maybe one day off, it, and you eat calories and you do everything to the T. That's how you get fucking jacked. The uh, Mendez bros, now, instead of doing gym, they just do jujitsu. And they said if they want to, well... Obviously, there are clips of them doing actual gym back in the day, but now they just, if they want to do deadlifts, I guess they just stack past people all the time. And if they want to do, I don't know, biceps, they'll just armbar defense. Good luck to over them. Over and over again. I mean, that's kind of crazy when you have like instructors saying that, because like, what does it say? What kind of messages that sent to I'm all the I'm pretty sure fellas? that was what there was. Rafa said in an interview that now he doesn't go to the gym. He just gets strong through jujitsu. So, so did Lachlan Giles, to be fair. He, he said he, he had an interview with Craig. Craig Lachlan Giles doesn't really stretch, doesn't really lift weights. You don't, you don't have to lift weights. You don't have to. Is it going to help? Yes, it's going to help you a lot. For many yeah. of the reasons we've chatted about before, it's going to help you be, it will help you get a lot stronger. The main thing people fuck up is technique, doing things too early, like let's say you go to a deadlift or a squat that, and you fuck up the technique, you don't learn proper technique. You go, oh yeah, I can just keep adding load, load, load. It's not about that weight. Mm -hmm. Like weight, it's not mm -hmm. about constantly lifting heavier stuff. What I say to my guys is, I want you to be able to do this forever. So just take it slowly. Work as hard as you can on that day. Like you should really only be pushing to a seven to eight out of ten. Sometimes work up to a nine out of ten on an exercise where you're not going to fucking hurt yourself. Yeah. For jiu-jitsu fellas. And that really, honestly, that's what you should be doing. Your thoughts? Good tip. Um, so, yeah. For me... No, nah, I don't really have any thoughts on that. Lifting is necessary if you want to be better than your opponent. There you go. <laughs> Simply, you get more goes at the moves you want to do. That's why people juice. Same reason you'd lift. Yep. There you go. They juice and lift. They the juice and lift, yeah. But... Yep. But yeah, cool. Uh, all right, so next cool. one. Tips for someone that starts teaching privates, private lessons, I imagine. Be a good coach. Be a good coach. Be on time, sometimes. 
be joke, joke, so jokes kind. aside be punctual yeah. organize sessions professionally i think within five minutes is the normal thing if it's over five you've got to be like buddy i'm, I'm late yeah mate i'm sorry i'm running late if you know you're gonna be late sorry mate i'm running late but other than that actual tips for teaching privates i would say start with as many privates as you can and then start to raise your prices because probably just want to get good at teaching first and talking to people and not being weird about it and then 100 you know because i'm like severely autistic so when people would come i'd just be like hi and then i'd look at the floor and then maybe i'd get them to shake my mom's hand or something before mine <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> anyway yeah. I, i'm cured now uh and yeah it's much better so i would say start with as many as possible you will learn how to teach and you'll probably learn what is most effective and what is too complicated you know what also just different people learn different ways some people you've got to speak to them with and give them info and some people the info just goes way over their head so you just got to show them with the move it's actually fucking good advice Mm. don't start being i'm gonna fucking charge everyone top rates yeah because realistically you're gonna be shit yeah yeah you'll be shit but also you just want bodies you want to teach like Mm. i agree with all your points great all right we'll move on then yeah all right fine fucking hell all right uh, there was another question. Favorite option when your opponent sits to a hip when you try to use K guard? <laughs> we love this question. I fucking love this. Stand up and just fucking put him in a headlock. Uh, don't you normally? Yeah, I was trying that, Freddie. I did get the pass on Freddie Daddy Stress twice with that Fantastic. today. Fantastic. Amazing result. Yeah. I think people Pretty are good. forecasting it. Um, you want to hear it one more time? No, go. You answer. People, people in K-Guard that sit down. So I would do a backwards roll and stand up. And that's... That's God's the honest truth. Honest truth. Really? I would do a backwards roll. Like, if they fully sit to their ass, just out of the blue, you've got your underhook here. They sit down. You're going to get americana buddy. So I would go to my right shoulder. And then, you know, if they continue sitting down, I'll just basically stand up, hold, do a backwards roll, holding their leg. And yeah. And once you do that, maybe you won't have such a tight grip because, you know, you just did a backwards roll. So from that position, I wouldn't expect to get a clean takedown. I would then expect to wrestle or worst case scenario, they've stood up whilst you've been doing your backwards roll, but you now have opportunity to enter the legs again. Great. Thanks for listening. Great, man. To that other portion. I'll listen to that. I'm listening to it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, Okay. After three weeks Wait for off, this. Hold on one sec. Hold on. Uh, yeah, the red camera. Yeah, it's good. Cool, cool, cool. All right. After three weeks, after <laughs> after three three weeks off with an injured rib, my jiu-jitsu got better. Have you experienced this before? Yeah. Depends how hard you're training beforehand. Let's say he was training like a savage beforehand. Lots and lots and lots. Now he took some rest. Hmm. Even though he's injured, he's still his body's still resting. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say he's probably had time to think, like compartmentalize about things. Maybe he's maybe, maybe he's been watching some jujitsu while he's injured as well. Yeah, and he's come back and he's thought like pragmatically. Okay, so like Dana R post about that was saying like losing bad habits. Give it to me. Losing bad habits. That's what he's saying. Yeah, by watching things, being like, I did that. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, maybe coming back to well, not even consciously, but just coming back and maybe something that you do that's a bad habit you just didn't do, and then. You just forget all about it, but I guess that could happen with good habits too. Yeah, so you got to have all your wits about you. Yeah, when you when you come back, you've got to come back as as you mean to go on. I have experienced that though. Uh, like let's say I took some time off, 
but I've been watching some jiu-jitsu, thinking about jiu-jitsu, I've come back and I'm like, oh, I'm actually better than I was before I, was, before I got injured. Mm. I've had that. Have you had that? Yeah, maybe it's just your brain is less foggy after all the days off. And yeah, it could be that you're just enjoying it more so you feel like you're better, but actually you're not more efficient. That's another thing. You should enjoy it more. Yeah, That's yeah. True. Like, are you, so this is, when I come back from an injury, my first session, I always feel good. But nowadays, because this happens often, I'll just basically not try very hard at all on the first session. Like really consciously try not to try hard because otherwise, A, you get injured. B, the next day you're just fucked because you didn't realize how hard you trained that day and doms like, mega doms and that, yeah. mega doms when is mega doms too much doms that's then. that's when yeah then uh so yeah if you i mean if you think you're doing really well one session just consider can i do this session every single day or can i do this plus another two sessions every single day if not then you're probably overdoing that session underdoing steroids mm. shout out to that guy that said i was on steroids yeah yeah that's Let's lots see. of people no, you, that was a, that I, was a recent one. I, I, are you on steroids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I like... Uh, Clan? Clan Barol. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Shout out ways to well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't wait to be well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Way too well. Can I do weights an hour before BJJ if I don't go mad? I'd say... Pushing it, but yeah. Yeah, you can, of course you can. But your risk of injury is going to be significantly higher than if you did it the other way around if you do significantly higher you think about how much stress and like i kind of do that though yeah but you're not training hard so you yeah, you, yeah. you do this and then That's you go the teach a class and then you're not going to go but most of the time in the class it's warm-up or technical drill followed by sparring after that 45 to an hour of technical drills you should be, that's another two hours since weights. So yeah. if you're going directly into sparring one hour after weights, you're going to get it. injured. But yeah. Simply you Sim- are. You will. Finished. But yeah. uh, you're finished. Shout out Mohammed Jijab, uh, official. If you are waiting like two hours and you've got a bit of warm up period between, you ate well, you hydrated well, and you start really slow, then yeah, it can work Lovely. very nicely. There very nicely indeed. And you can make hella gains in both weights and you get to. Why gates? You should start a podcast, man. Uh, I actually did go on another podcast. Shout uh, out. Who is that? Yeah, Shout out. Yeah, it was called The Grappling Hour. Shout out. Grappling Raph Hour. Raph Esparza. That's I can't believe I remembered that. Come on. Come on, Raph Esparza. Fuck, I already answered that. When you go over back grip, oh fuck. How do you prevent them going octopus guard? Go on. Go on. Go on. Because you like it now. I love it over, over back grip. Do you? Do you yeah. actually use it? Definitely. I do. When we, we did that round up with Christian, and Christian got stuck. He couldn't get out. Oh, man. He was, it, was so it, was, it, was so it was so funny. He was so angry. It was so funny. He was so funny. He was so angry. Actually couldn't do anything. <laughs> it was actually quite funny. <laughs> <It was> actually <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> that was really funny. That was funny. You're going to like this. Um, so you go over back. Yep. They sit up and try and go octopus guard. Yep. What do you do? I'm probably just going to try and stand up, to be honest. Or just J-point. Just J-point. Just J-point the fuck out of <laughs> try there. Try to get the hand in. Yeah, I love the J point. What do you do? I would cross face them. Oh, as they're standing up. No, so they you, go octopus behind. Let's say. You're oh, in, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up. What would you do? Cross face them too. I probably cross face. I cross. I love a fucking cross so, face. Yeah, they're they're behind you. So bear in mind, you know, you can't. You got to just fish out the front of their nose. You know this bit. Their nose, the filtrum. If you oh, will. can you go? I'd go like hand to hand cross face. Yeah, but some, sometimes you need your hand there to post on the floor. You post your hand on the floor. They're yeah. reaching around for your lap. Yeah. They're trying to put weight on your right hand. So you can't, you can't move that right hand. Yeah, you're going to yeah. fall. Mm. So you've got to keep that there. 
fish out this part of their nose with this uh, part of your knuckle yeah. and start to turn their face so the octopus guard loses power. Jo- Honestly, jo- I don't rate it. Huh? I don't rate the octopus. octopus nah, Jokes aside, it. that's actually what I'll try and do. I'll try and like get them. Yeah, fish out their face, it. and then once you get it, yeah. sometimes it's not enough to go one hand. You can't really walk up because you're right at the end. You don't have enough fingers to walk. But that's when you can S grip and just flare that elbow. Yeah. Watch Giancarlo versus that the in the Aga Global. He was passing one of the one of the fellas from the local teams, basically, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, he used he used that S grip. And honestly, he must have cross-faced the guy for like 40 seconds before the guy's face turned. So never lose hope when you're in a cross-face. You're going to... You, Fair play. They will, their face will run out of time, you know. <laughs> you <get> it. <laughs> it really will. Your ne- their, their neck will get fucking tired. Yeah, they'll get tired first. And you'll just be there resting and flexing your arm on their face. True. Also, thoughts on direct hip flexor training with monkey feet slash kensui anchor or reverse squats with a low pulley. I don't rate any of that. What the fuck is kensui anchor? I don't know what it, uh, it's basically some kind of like strap that goes here and you can lift your foot up. I don't rate any of that to be honest. I just feel like it just hurts when I do that sort of training. Uh, for you, like what? It's gonna be around him. What happens is you'll get these fucking, you'll get these guys who fucking pricks. don't really fucking, fucking do jujitsu. And they'll be like, yeah, you train your hip flexors straightly or do this exercise directly. It's like, mate, yeah, we're not gonna name names, but. Do you really train jiu-jitsu that fucking hard and understand how much of a toll that's going to have on your body? Yeah. You don't need to be training these things absolutely directly. Nerve. Yeah. Great. You don't need to be doing that. But what you can do is, yeah, exactly. Get good at L-sits. If you want to get really strong hip flexors, do some L-sit progression. So you can lie on the floor, you can have your leg nice and straight and you can lift it up over a weight. Then you can get mm. progress that by going to both legs, lifting that up. Then you can progress to holding yourself on bars, bent knee, straightening the leg out. And you can progress that to both legs, nice and straight. Go on the RuneScape. Play RuneScape. Play RuneScape. Just hold the laptop here with your feet and then that's it. Yeah. Jokes aside, I, and the, the, reverse, um, the reverse Nordic is actually pretty fucking good. Uh, I used to be able to, like doing quite a lot of them. So like, say you say you're on your knees and your hips are pushed forward and like okay, your butt's off you, you, and, you le- and you lean forward. backwards. No, you lean backwards. So you get a, your back of your head's going to touch the floor. What's a sissy squat? A sissy squat is when you're on your toes and you're going to squat like ass to grass. Okay, I think it is. A sit, or or your, your feet are in something and you squat like it's basically a, a way to get your uh, quads fired up. Yeah, the I reverse that was that the reverse no, the reverse know. Nordic is going to hit your hip flexors and your quads. Hella quad, hella quad. But quad. I don't. I wouldn't train your hip flexors that directly. I think getting like getting really good like and else getting really good L sits is fucking excellent because not only is that going to get your hip flexors and quads very strong, but it's also going to get your lower abs, which we know is so important for getting your knees to chest. I love those. Uh, getting really strong abs. Toaster bar. Very, toaster bar is excellent. Toaster bar. Toaster but bar. you need, I'd get a really good L sit and that's going to help your toaster bar. Toaster bars. Is it an ass cheek exercise as well? Hamstrings too, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Because you've got to not wobble, eh? If you want to do it as strict as possible, it's abs, hamstrings, quads, hip the flexors. The not wobbling is the hardest. You've got to think about it. It's not yeah. just go. And if you if you have the if you have the choice, you have those bars that stack on top of each other. You, you hold yourself on there, and then when you come back up, you, your spine is going to bend. You have no leverage to cheat. I don't understand. So, like, let's say, like, you're on that straight bar. It's like playing clay clay tennis. 
Do you know what I mean? Okay, why didn't you just say that? Anyway, you've got the straight bars and it's preventing your back from, you know, kipping. Ah, so okay. let's say I'm stuck there and I go to toast the bar. Eventually my hips are going to lift off. So I have to curl more with my abs yeah. to reach that. Whereas if I'm just on a normal bar, I can maybe lean back a little bit through the upper back ah, to okay. get the toast the bar. Yeah, Whereas I if I'm stuck you. here, I the abs you. have to curl. I actually said the wrong thing before I said the spine doesn't. But anyway. Right, I get you now. That Move was on. well explained. The second time round. Play tennis. When you lift weights, do you try and concentrate on your deep love for male physiques? Actually, no. in a way, mm, I love my muscle that I'm working, whatever it is. That's pretty gay. Yeah. yeah. Like if I'm doing a bicep curl, I'm not just thinking about male physiques. I'm thinking about a specific bicep, my bicep. Is that gay to think it. about your own it's bicep? It's mildly gay to think about your own bicep. Yeah, okay. So you work the bicep, ah, it hurts. But you're not thinking about, you know, Other whatever ends. fruit yeah. pastry you're going to eat later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that cup. hurts. Oh, God, look at that bicep. Oh, that, that looks hurts. good. Ah, oh, that hurts. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, that's what I think about um, you. It apparently helps if you really try and focus on feeling your muscle. Not mind muscle connection that's true it takes time yeah. to build that up yeah yeah that's why some exercises are hard at first because you're like what is this even doing like, <laughs> I don't feel a thing that's why technique is, takes a long time to learn because you need to understand mm. where your body is in space yeah kinesthetic learning would you prefer to train someone who's never done anything ever yep. or to train someone who's only done tennis uh tennis really but what if they've got loads of bad habits They'll pick things up pretty easy if they're pretty, like if they're really good at tennis or just like they've just done like hobbyist tennis. Yeah, like one person who's like able and fit, but it's just never done more than like normal office worker job. I picked up things. two clients recently. One was like a office worker. He has never trained in a, he's never really done weights in his life. He's an excellent client because you teach him from scratch. You teach them how to hinge, how to squat properly, and you just build them up from the ground up. Yeah, they're, they're my favorite clients. Would if I, if I can get someone who's never done weights before, uh, that's amazing. Would you say they learn it quicker than someone who's done another sport? Uh, no, some has it normal movement. It depends. Sometimes people who have done sport, it's like it's very dependent, isn't it? Some people who have done sport have really good, you know, kinesthetic awareness of where they are and what they need to do. Although sometimes it surprises you. Some some people who have done a lot of sport. They're like, "What are you? How well, are I you moving?" I think it makes it worse sometimes. Like. A lot of what is good jiu-jitsu posture would not be necessarily the same. I guess it would be the same, but like not, not really. Lots of sport will have different, lots of different shapes that they'll get into, and mm. they, they may have an understanding of how to get in and out of that shape, which may help with cueing. Whereas someone who's an absolute noob, again, they may pick up cues well, they may not. Yeah. It all depends on how good your cues are. And then, then that happens with good coaching and you having lots of experience coaching. Finding out what cues working. Cheap privates. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. All right, we're moving on now. Late stage Kimura escapes from side. From side? Get your get your head out from between their legs. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, hold inside your leg and try to walk your hand back to the inside of your body. And once your hand is behind your back, you, it's not it's not looking very good, really. And you have to try and get your other hand connected to your... Surely that's attacking. done. That's done. I mean, yeah, but if you can get your other hand in front of your body to grab the, that hand, yeah, and pull it back, then you can you can salvage it. But once your hand's behind your back, I mean, it's, it's not looking good until you get it back in front of you. 
buddy. So there. All right, let's move on. Uh, have you felt a noticeable difference? Fuck, we answered that as well. Are we doing the super fight in Georgia? I will break you in half. Uh, this is from Sandro. Uh, Sandro. Yeah. Sandro. So this is some fun news. Let's see if it happens. Sandro. Don't know how to say his last name. Tedzadzi. Tedzaki. Good friend of mine. Big I Georgian fella. Tzatziki. Tzatziki. He is actually Greek, isn't he, Sandro? Or Turkish or something. something Sandro, yeah. Yeah. Big Sandro. We're good friends, and we are going to have a super fight in Georgia, and I'm going to beat him. On his home turf. In front of his family and friends. Honestly, literally. He's got some grandparents who aren't very well, and they'll be watching too. (laughs) They'll be watching. They'll be watching. And I'm going to beat him in Georgia. This is this is not a joke, by the way. We're actually, yeah, this we're, might actually happen in this, January. This might so. actually happen in January in Georgia. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna train very hard for it. He probably won't need to train too hard for it. You'll be training up to two or three times a week, right? I will be You're training. training. <laughs> pretty seriously, bro. I will be training three to four times a week for this. Lifting three times a week, cardio once per week. But it's not going to be a big cardio affair for me. It's going to be a technical. How I'm going to win is it's by technique. Be a technical jousting. But shout out to him. Yeah, jousting. Yeah. Shout out to him. He's got to make 95 kgs. So we're going to fight at 95. I'm going to cut two kgs. He's going to cut more Are you 97? Yeah, 97, 98. What bloody... What the... What the... Yeah, big cunt. Must be be all the... So yeah, that'll be fun. Georgia, January. All right. First comp soon. Been training five months. Any advice for a fat lad fighting in the 97 kilo (laughs) category? I just like to call himself fat. How about you lose some weight, you fat piece of shit? (laughs) 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 Fucking fat cunt. Oh my God. Okay. Don't be horrible. Don't be so horrible. Why have you been horrible? You can't be fat if you've been training five months. All right. Fighting in the 97 kilo cat. I would say if get yourself a guard that is actually effective at at rolling people over and you will become the best fat cunt anyone's ever seen in the white belt division for sure yeah if you exi- think about it think about it buddy like you're fine when you're on top and you're fine when you're wrestling but if you're on bottom it's basically over unless you can just bridge and roll them so if you get something slightly above a bridge and roll but that still uses your ridiculously excessive weight by the way it's the same weight as you then that would be <laughs> the perfect way to start your white belt career true i hope he watches this he will he asked the question same way as me same way as you yeah so maybe you should do some deep half too i know a guy cooper jim cooper sandra just fucking get good sandra, at do sandra does not do guard hard to get him on guard uh most annoying things that people do during training i didn't really circle that but now i've read it i trying to think poor hygiene smell bad me. yeah that's not really annoying spazzing really hard yeah. Accidental headbutts. People, I don't know. People who annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that show again? Countdown. South oh, I love Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. <laughs> uh, Give me a fucking answer. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I'm trying to think what actually annoys me that doesn't just... Uh, isn't. Things used to annoy me that I now enjoy quite a lot. Things like spazzing and, and like... People, people being people like, let's say, headbutting you or just random things that would annoy me. But now I realize it's just like a grown man having a tantrum. <laughs> now it's hard to now find. Now them. Now it's not annoying. Yeah, now I actually really like it. I'm trying to think what is annoying. What's annoying is people who, hmm, disengages. 
yeah even disengaging though it's it's almost fun because it's like this is this is really good training now because i i need to i need to troll them as I need to, yeah. yeah i need to not troll them i need to actually finish it's much harder to finish someone when they're stalling so it's actually better training than like someone who just goes after you it's it's good training because you get a lot of subs or whatever you, you get get to go through the positions but you're not really working the tactical you know sharpness and dealing with the stallers fair play yeah. uh yeah people that are not people that annoy me are people that that go retardedly hard and then as soon as things don't go their way like way before you get a sub they tap like uh, they're, yeah. they're super dangerous to you but there's no risk of them ever getting injured like a guy so who just keeps flying scissoring until eventually he's on the floor and you're on top and then he just taps he goes now nah, let's just start again yeah i tap i tap like and then he just stands up and starts People flying scissoring you again <laughs> now there's one one fella who's basically done that yeah and uh yeah, I mean, what is wrong with people? It's just a small brain, I guess. It's just like through growing up, maybe some sort of lacking school or just general socialization, and uh, yeah, then they just go to jujitsu and think that's. Cool. This happened to a friend of mine recently. If you, if you horrifically injured someone in the gym, he was he, he was hor- <laughs> he, he was horrifically injured, and you saw them again in the gym, you'd go up to them and be like, man. I'm so sorry about the injury. Is everything okay? Right? You yeah. Want? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah At yeah. the time, I'd probably... This person didn't. Can you believe that? I don't think he came back to the gym, did he? He horrifically did injured he someone. He went back to the gym and he didn't, he didn't even say anything to this person. Nothing. Didn't say anything. Just, just, apparently just ignored him. <laughs> Crazy. Don't do that to people. If you, if you injure... Not even horrifically. If you, just, if you injure someone in the gym... They're your training partners. They're your mates. Even if they're not your mate, but like, be like, fuck, you should check up on them, mate. Is everything okay? Yeah, you kind of owe it to them. Even if you don't like them, you've got to at least cover your own yeah. your own back and give them a DM or something. And yeah. I don't know. Send a message, them. mate, it's all good. <laughs> not- <laughs> mate, all good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, at least next time, yeah, anyway, at least next time you see them, mate, is everything okay? You're good. All good? All good? All good? And they go, yeah, 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 it's all good, thanks, thanks. Yeah, all good, mate. There you go, that's it. You've not really, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Common courtesy. But yeah, the initial question was what? Uh, things that annoy me. Uh, People yeah. that annoy me. What else? Uh, Let's move on. We could we could get more out of this podcast. I think. Yeah, I feel like we didn't, we didn't really. There are so many things. Why don't you go to Owen's cast? Owen's gym, scaredy pants. He's uh, talking to you. He's calling you a fucking terrified pants. We need to do sp- trousers. Sp- sp- why? Yeah, why don't I go to Owen's gym? Because I work early in the mornings. I have clients usually, no, not usually, I have clients at 6 a.m. Monday to Friday and training in the evening. It just doesn't work for me. Should I get like some YouTube questions up? Did we even get any YouTube questions? Uh, go on, let's have a look, little look at the last <laughs> There's actually some funny comments in the most recent one. There were one. some great comments. I only put it up uh, yesterday. The podcast with Vinay and Maggie in the Gi is coming. Do you imagine how terrible terrible that would be? Why why would you say that? They're pretty funny. They're pretty funny. They're they're really funny. They're really funny. The girls are funny. They are. What cues would you use when teaching someone with no lifting background to hinge correctly with a bar? Um I would say this is what I do. I go I get them some dumbbells. First of all, I teach them the floating heel. So they're standing on their midfoot, floating heel, uh, hip hinge. Because it's just, a, for some, whatever reason, 
if they're floating off the heel on two feet and you get them into a hip hinge, it's just easier for them to understand uh, how to push their hips back and keep the same knee position. But what I would say to that person, because a lot of people fuck this up if they don't have lift rifting experience, you go, okay, mate, what we're going to do, we're going to have it start with a soft bend in the knees and they're going to slightly bend their knees. And you go, you're going to push your hips to the back of the room. Imagine you're closing a car door with your bum and they'll do a couple and they'll fuck it up and you go, okay, okay, okay. Let's do this now. Let's go a soft bend in the knee. And now that knee angle is not going to change at all as you're pushing your hips back. And you'll watch that. Uh, maybe I should do a video about this. It depends on the exercise, surely. We're talking, about, remaining, about, we're yeah. talking about hinging and remaining deadlifts. That's RDLs, it, that's it. I would say, would you not go into like a full hamstring stretch? Because for me, that was the main thing is like actually feeling my, my hamstring is being stretched and yep. then unstretched. Yeah. So we're talking about getting there though, because a lot of yeah. people just hunch over or they'll get, get into that and they'll just really bend their knees and go to a squat. So you go, okay, mate, let's, mm. just, let's first of all, just get that hamstring, that position with a soft bend in the knees. Then they'll go down to that position and you go, okay, we're going to stay in this position, that, that hinge position now, straighten your legs a little bit. And you go, oh, you feel your hamstrings now? And they go, yeah, I feel my hamstrings now. And you go, okay, now push the floor away, stand up. And then we go, let's get back to that same position. There it is. How to train people to train their hinging yeah, mechanics. It's, it's hard. So if, I was, if I'm teaching a deadlift now, you start from the top down. You go, okay, mate, we're going to step into the bar and we're going to go shoelaces underneath the bar. Now, before you pick the bar up, don't just bend over. Imagine you've already done one deadlift. Imagine you're holding the bar at the top now. Now lower yourself down into the bottom position. And that's going to allow them to start in a better position because so many people, when they do the deadlift, they fuck up the first one. And then after that, the reps are really good. So for the first one, it makes sense to go start at the top and let's pretend we've already done one so we get into a good position. Sick. That's crazy. That's all the questions Fucking answered crazy. in the world. We should finish that. That's 50 minutes. That's enough. What happened to your eye? Uh, I got a headbutt. Rings? Headbutt. Yeah. I was was that the head? No, I was doing something on the rings earlier and I just swung into. Yeah, I swung into head. the rings. No, shout out Arturis. Uh, we did some training today. I got some body lock passing and then I went to do another body lock pass. And then I can't remember what happened, but we clashed heads and got a big cut. But luckily, 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 we had a trained doctor and medic on site, Christian Osbeck, and he was able to, to, uh, to patch this up for me. Actually, you don't really call surgeons doctor in the UK. They just, they're just called Mr. Is that so? Yeah, if it's a surgeon, you just call him Mr. Oh, okay. Yeah, orthopedic surgeon, Christian Osbeck. He's actually got a clinic. Uh, he's got a few clinics, in actually. Street, doesn't he? Just check out Fortius uh, Clinic in, oh, sorry, in Christian. Mayfair. Yeah. And yeah, he's also got some DVDs on... Judo? On, no, on, on like foot and ankle mobility. If you just type in David Gray Rehab... <laughs> uh, that's his alias. That's... <laughs> That's just him. No, sorry, that's his mentor. That, that was his mentee. He, me he mentored David Gray. Right. Uh, maybe, yeah. Oh, no, just, no, he, sorry, he calls, he the, calls system. the system David Gray. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. Got it. Have a look. Yeah. So luckily he was there, so he patched me up. Uh, Phew. Phew. Guys, remember, like and subscribe to this podcast if you've enjoyed this. 51 minutes. Like, subscribe, this YouTube. Just a, it went fast This for me. was a shambles, wasn't it? Yeah, what a mess. Still leave a like, though, because, yeah. Leave a like. We'll get money. Buy your DVD, outside passing, inside passing. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. the proper one for the mandem. Buy DVDs, get strength programs, do all that. Good to see you guys. See you later.